welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Hallelujah. There's nothing like the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. For all our visitors, we welcome you here to True Tabernacle. On behalf of Pastor Sister Hydeball and the Saints of True Tabernacle, amen. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Amen. Those emotions you feel is the presence of God moving up and around your midst this morning. Amen. He is here in this place. Hallelujah. Our text this morning will come from Exodus, the 13th chapter, verses 17 and 18. Amen. We serve a mighty God. Amen. So thankful for the praise and worship. So thankful for the presence of the Lord that's in this place. Amen. I was thinking earlier in the week, amen, as I was looking at this verse of Scripture, I hate taking a long way. I hate, you used to take trips when we was kids. Amen. We would load up before the dawn even, before the break of dawn even happened. Load up, going to Cutchin or Big Creek, Paul's Creek and all that, going down to see family. Now it's a four-hour drive. Back then it seemed like it was forever. Amen. They said, we're going to take Daniel Boone Parkway. I don't think it ever got shorter. Amen. Just something about the long way. Anybody like taking the long way? Amen. You start out for a trip. I'm a mission-oriented person. I just want to get where I got to get. Amen. I remember one time we was, we was at Fort Bragg, and we was coming home for, I had a four-day pass. We're coming home for Thanksgiving. My mom gave us directions. Lord, help us. We got to reading them things, and it's got us going, and next thing I know, it's talking about, yeah, when you get to this spot, they got this peach stand, and they got this. They got us on a scenic route. I'm talking about an eight-hour trip that doesn't turn into 12. I got a four-day pass. I got 96 hours, Brother Blackford. I got a four-day pass, and you want me to spend 12 hours buying peaches? Just something about the long way. Yo, I'm, I'm a direct person. I just want to get there. Now, the older I've gotten, I appreciate the scenic route. You know, it ain't worth killing yourself to get where you got to get. Just enjoy life. Amen. Amen. But God is good. And our text in Exodus this morning, amen, comes from chapter 13, verses 17 and 18. And the word of the Lord says this. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had led the people let the people go that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. Look at somebody and say, God knows the best way. 
God knows the best way. For a few moments this morning, I want to talk on this subject, the long way home. Amen. We're on a journey home. And sometimes we want, we even pray it, Lord, come quickly. But sometimes he just got us on that long path. We don't understand it. You know, it gets frustrating at times, and it can cause some discouragement along the way sometimes. But God has ordered our steps. Amen. He has gone before and prepared the path in which we take. Amen. We may not understand it, but God's got everything because he knows the best way. If you'll put your Bibles down, let's ask the Lord to bless this word this morning. Lord, we love and we praise you and we thank you, Lord, for all that you do. Jesus, thank you for a heart and a mind to be here, Lord. Thank you for your presence that has filled this place this morning. Lord, Jesus, continue to help us to be sensitive to your spirit, Lord, to be in tune with you, Lord. Help us to be sensitive to the needs of those around us. Lord, as we tap into you this morning, Lord Jesus, knowing that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Lord, but let us not just be hearers only, Lord, but to be doers of your word, Lord. We just pray, Lord, that you give us understanding, your guidance, and your direction, Lord, as you comfort us this morning, Lord Jesus. Lord, to let us take this word, Lord, and apply it to our lives, Lord, as we seek, Lord, that that refuge and that strength that only comes from you, Lord. And we give you all honor and we give you all glory this morning, Lord, as every day, Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord. This is a day that you have made, Lord, and we just praise and give you honor. And in Jesus' name we pray. Let everybody say amen. amen. Smile at your neighbors. You're being seated. What a mighty God we serve. For just a moment this morning, I want to step into the middle of the grand drama of redemption as it plays out in the Exodus story. For over 400 years of captivity, God has heard the cry of Israel, amen, and in the fullness of his time, not our time, but his time, he has sent forth a deliverer named Moses. And there is a lot of interesting characters in this testimony of God's deliverance from Egypt. Amen. And if we aren't careful, we might arrive to the conclusion that Moses is the main character. But that would be a grave mistake. Because the main character of this, of this testimony is God Almighty himself. Amen. We've, we've spoke that name of Jesus this morning. Amen. He is our redeemer. Amen. He is our deliverer. Amen. And he's still redeeming and he's still delivering. Amen. He is the one who makes a way when there seems to be no way. Amen. He's the one who hears Israel's cry. Amen. Just as he hears our cries when we cry out to him. Amen. He's the one who hardens Pharaoh's heart. Amen. And he's the one who has prepared Moses in the wilderness for this journey. Amen. And he is the one who breaks the yoke of Egypt and brings his people out from among them. God is not merely the character in this story. He is the author and the finisher of it. Amen. There's nobody like our God. Amen. There's nothing that he can't do. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Amen. He always makes a way when there seems to be no way. And it is God who leads them out of Egypt. You've got to be careful to keep this perspective right. Amen. Our story is in his hands. Amen. He is the author and he directs our feet and our path. Amen. Nobody else but him. Amen. It's that whether we choose to stay on that path 
or take a detour off of it. Amen. It's simply up to us. But if we continue to follow the leading and the guiding of God and His Word, His direction, this map, this blueprint He has for us, we're going to make it home. Amen. It may be a short path, amen, that leads to righteousness. Stay away from that broad path, amen, that leads to destruction. Our, our text this morning says, Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines. Although that was near, that was the short way, that was the close way. Amen. For God said, Lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. God seen what they couldn't see. Amen. They was not ready to face no war. They wasn't ready to face certain things. They had just coming out of captive. Captivity. Amen. They was not prepared for that. They didn't even have the equipment or the training. They was too busy making bricks. Too busy working harvests and fields. They was not prepared. My point is, don't, don't, don't fuss and complain where God is directing your path right now. Because you are not, may not be prepared for it. God is preparing you for what is ahead. Amen. It may seem rough and it may not seem right to you, but it is God's path and it's God's will and it's God's way. That's where we must decrease so that He can increase. Amen. So God led the people round by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and the children of Israel went up in the orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. See, home was to the north, but God took them south. There was a road in Canaan land to the Canaan land from Egypt called the Coastal Highway. But God led them instead into the wilderness. The highway was shorter. That way it was simpler. But it, but it passed the land of the Philistines. That would have been the most direct road, route they could have took. Looking at it from Israel's point of view, that would have been simply the simplest and best way for them, the easiest way for them to go. But then again, God don't always take us the easiest way. He also doesn't always take us the hard way either. Amen. See, as God directs your path and orders your way, sometimes he's going to make you take the long way home. Amen. But just because it's the long way, it doesn't mean it's the wrong way. Amen. We may not agree with it. We may fuss and complain. I just want to get from Fort Bragg to home. I don't want to get there as quick as fast as I could. But an eight-hour trip turned into a 12-hour trip. Amen? And we fussed and complained. Amen? Well, that ain't right. Man, why did we have to go this way? If it was me, I would have done this. Well, you should have plotted it yourself instead of taking someone else's direction. Amen? But when you humble yourself before an almighty God and you put yourself in His hands, wherever He leads me, Lord, I will follow. Lord, it doesn't matter where you take me. I'm just going to follow you. It doesn't matter what i got to go through, what the bumps and the, the potholes and all that I face, what mountains and valleys, Lord. As long as you're leading, I will follow. Amen. God could see that they could, could see without, not what they could see. He looked that way and saw war that they were not prepared for. He looked the way and saw a battle that could cause them to lose hope. Amen. God is directing your path and He is making it to your best advantage. What is best for you? Don't kick against the pricks. Don't fight against it. Just yield to it and submit to it. See, it was the grace of God. It was God's provision that made them take the long way home. And that's very important because the way that He takes them will also challenge their faith. 
Amen? God is always into to nurturing us and growing us and doing what's best for us. It may not always seem that way. Amen? But He is shaping and molding us more into His image. Amen? That way we can decrease and He can increase. That way He can have more of us. Amen? I'm not saying God will take, the, will take you the easy way, and I'm not saying God will take you the, the, the hardest way. What I am saying is God will take you the right way. Amen? You can trust Him on that. You can take that to the bank. Amen? God knew what the people could handle, and He knew what they needed to take the long way home. I wish I could say I try to be a man of faith. I listen to, to testimonies, a lot of people. I wish I could sit here and tell you it's always been easy, but I'm here to tell you it hasn't. And I think the testimonies throughout this sanctuary this morning can stand the test of that. It ain't always easy. It ain't all, nothing's ever simple. Amen. But it's for my best interest, whatever the Lord has for me. Amen. One thing that makes it easier is the knowledge to know that the Lord wakes me up every morning. Fresh and new with a new song. Amen. He puts a song in our heart. He, and I know that he's ordering our steps. Amen. And with the craziness of that, he always wakes us up with a scripture. I hope he does that for you. Amen. And I'm reminded of Job 23 and 10 when he says, But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. Amen. He has tested me. He knows my way. He's ordered my steps. Job here was struggling with the fact that he couldn't understand the way that God was taking him. As a matter of fact, he couldn't see God through any of this. Amen. Sometimes we just got to get our eyes off of the situation and the, and the problems that we're facing and look up into the hills to where our help cometh. Our help cometh from the Lord. Amen. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. But, but he, couldn't fit, he couldn't feel him. As a matter of fact, he just couldn't see him. He just couldn't figure it out. Forward, backwards, left and right. Everywhere he looked, he could not find God in his circumstances. Get your eyes off the circumstance. Amen. Just keep praying. Keep pushing. Keep seeking after God. He's right there. Amen. The old story says the test proctor is always silent during the test. He's building you up. He's shaping and molding you. He's caring. He's letting you know that, you know what, you can do more than what you think you can do. He's building confidence in you that you can trust and depend upon Him. He's manifesting Himself to you through every situation. Amen? Just yield to it. But see, He takes consolation, Job does, in two things. First, He knows the way. He knows that God knows the way that He will take. He knows where I am. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He has not abandoned you. He's right there through thick and thin. You may not feel Him. You may not hear Him, but He's right there. Amen. Secondly, when He was testing Him, He says, I shall come forth. I am coming out of this. Job knew that if he could just keep, keep faithful to the things of God, he was going to come out of it. He was going to break through. There's going to be a testimony on the other side of this. Amen. We may not understand it, why I'm walking this long road. I may not understand why we are taking the long way home, but this I know. If the Lord directs my path, this road will bring me home. Amen. It may be broken, it may be difficult, and it may, be, may have plenty of challenges, but this road will take me right where He wants me to be. 
You can count on that. Amen. He has our best interests at heart. Amen. We are His children. Amen. Look at someone and say, God knows the best way home. God knows the best way home. God is with us. Not only does God know which way is best, but He walks that way with us. We're not alone in this. Exodus 13, 21 and 22 says, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before His people. They may have been on the long road, but there was a miraculous presence of God that went with them on their journey. Amen. God will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He is walking it with you. Amen. You're not alone in this thing. By day the Lord was a cloud over them, sheltering them from the sun. When the sun went down, He was a pillar of fire before them. Amen. Warming them in the coolness of the night. He never took His presence away. Never took His presence away. Amen. God has not forgotten you. He has not abandoned you. He is in this journey with you. Matter of fact, He is going before you and preparing that path. Amen. The road may not be easy, but He, but your helper is walking with you. Amen. The way may prove difficult, but your provider is walking beside you. God will get the glory through it all. God gives the glory. Amen. Exodus 14, 1 and 2 says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they turn and camp before Pahiroth, between Megdal and the sea opposite Belsaphon. You, you shall camp before it by the sea. Not only does God send them the long way home, He tells Moses to take a detour into an unlikely place. Amen. They were already well on their way to freedom, but God said, let's wait right here and let the enemy catch up. Amen? Lord, what are you doing to me? I don't understand this. They're hot on our trail. Amen? Lord, I, every time I think I'm, I'm taking two steps forward, or one step forward, I'm taking two steps backward. Anybody ever been there? Amen? Lord, I just can't seem to gain ground here. See, this precious location is uncertain. The sea, of course, is the Red Sea. Megdal means tower, which probably refers to a fort. In, the, in, in this part of the country, that would be part of Egypt's forts. Most likely, Piharoth was an opening in Egypt's canal system, opening into the Red Sea, while Balsaphon may have well been the reference to a place of worship. Amen. Sometimes you just got to take time out and worship God in your situation. Give God some praise and glory. Amen. It doesn't matter what you face. Sometimes you just got to get that refueling in the spirit. Amen. That doesn't really tell us much. Without an ancient map, we should be, it would be hard-pressed to find the exact place, but that's not the point. Where, wherever they were, the Israelites were completely vulnerable. Amen. And sometimes it feels that way in this journey with God. We feel like we're opened up. We feel like we're just a punching bag, a whipping post. Amen. They were out in Egypt's frontier surrounded by desert with their backs to the sea. They had no defenses, they was, but they were exactly where God wanted them to be. 
Amen. If you are feeling a little helpless this morning, I have a word from the Lord for you. He has you where he wants you to be. Amen. God is not surprised where you're at. You may not understand it, but God knows he has you right where he wants you to be. Exodus 14, 3 and 4 says, For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are bewildered by the land, and the wilderness has closed them in. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them, and I will gain honor over Pharaoh, over all his army, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Amen. God is doing in our life exactly what God has planned in our life. It is the same thing that he was doing with Job. It is the same thing that he was doing with Israel. God is putting you in a place where his name will be glorified. Amen. God has never left you. God is right there with you. God is putting you in a place where he can be glorified. The story, amen, this testimony is not about you. Amen. It's about God and his glory. Amen. Let me say this. Sometimes you may go through a test and a trial that God has put you on. It don't necessarily mean it's for you. It may be for a loved one. It may be for your children. It may be for that person that you have taken underneath your wing to mentor, to disciple. Amen. The test isn't always for you. You're just the instrument God is using to take through the test to manifest itself to somebody because our adage is if they can do it, I can do it. Amen. If they can get through it, I can get through it. But God shows Himself through every circumstance and every situation. It doesn't necessarily mean it's for you. It could be for somebody. Or it could be something that you may face later on down the road. God is just preparing you for that. Don't get mad. Don't get upset. Just go with it. Just let God flow and take you. The wind blows where it listens. Just let God carry you where he wants to take you. Amen. It's the test. I remember we made that trip on that, on that, that day coming, coming here for Thanksgiving. We finally hit, hit, hit Ohio. We're down in Rio Grande. I think we've just passed the Bob Evans farm. Wouldn't it have been nice at 10 o'clock at night to have something to eat? Amen. But we're traveling by that time. Boy, I had that Plymouth Voyager rolling, dude. We're moving. I'm getting close to home now. I can see the bright light shine. Amen. The light was left on. Amen. But we're rolling. But boy, I started feeling funny. Talking November. We're talking, we're ta- we're talking, we're talking deer hunting season, Brother Bobby. Amen. But I started feeling funny. I felt impressed. I said, Lord, we're on a three-lane highway. I'm, I need to get over in the slow lane. I'm not in church, by the way, folks, but my wife is instilled prayer. Every time we pray, every few often, so often, we're praying over the trip. So we're rolling, and I'm telling you, it couldn't have been two miles down the road. It had to be the biggest trophy deer you could think. That thing had such a rack. Matter of fact, he was at one end of the, the white stripe. The yellow stripe was over here, and he was laid out. And there was all these guys stopping their trucks, going, thinking, boy, I got this bad boy. But had I, as fast as I was going... Had I, I would not have had time to get over. Amen. We would have splattered that, that deer. No telling what it would have done to us. But here's the, the, the thing that gets me. Amen. We get down the road again about five miles. There's this road sign. And all it's flashing is test, test, 
test. It was just a test. Amen. I recognize it. Lord knows my wife started preaching about it. Amen. See, it was a test. Why are you fussing? Because we got to get home. You know what? I just shut up and drove the rest of the way. Amen. Because it was just a test. God was, was, was using this to show and manifest itself to me. Now, that may sound something simple, but I've learned to know that I can find God in the simplest of things. He's not always in the earthquake. He's not always in the, the storms. He's right there in the simplest of things. Amen. So don't fuss and complain about things. Just understand, it may just be a small test you're going through. Amen. And God will flash that sign, test. Let you know, shut up and drive. Amen. But see, but to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Amen. It's not our story, it's His story. Amen. It's not about us. It's about Him. It's about us letting God have His will and His way. Amen. We get so caught up. We go through things and we, we get lost sometimes. And next thing you know, Lord, I don't understand why I got to go through this. Lord, I don't understand why this is happening. Why couldn't it be like this? Why, 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 I, I, I. When God says, you know what? This ain't about you, Bob. This is about me. This is me. If you will just listen, be still. And listen for that still, small voice. You'll hear me amongst the midst of this. Amen. Just yield to it. Dig into that word and let God direct that path. See, there is, there, this is where the story takes a, a, a wrong turn as they're coming out of Egypt. The armies of Egypt appear to be on the horizon. The Israelites realized that there were, they were in danger in the desperate situation, trapped between Pharaoh and the Red Sea. But instead of looking to God for deliverance, Somehow they managed to ignore the pillar of the cloud that stood before them and instead became captivated by their enemy. Amen. All they could see was their situation, the trouble that was ahead. Lord, how do we get out of this? We got the sea before us. We got the enemy behind us. What are we going to do? But God. Exodus 14, it says, And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, so they were afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. Their fear had overwhelmed their faith. Amen. Don't let fear take and destroy your faith. Amen. They cried out to the Lord, but this is not the cry of faith. Instead, it was a cry of desperation, a fearful cry that they, they had, had will earn the rebuke of the Lord. That Exodus 14, 15 says that the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Don't let your faith, amen, be hindered by this fear. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through today, do not let fear grab a hold of you that it hinders you and, and, and takes your faith from you. Amen? Because God is right there with you. Through everything. Amen? What makes this so disappointing is that they had witnessed God's wonders as he brought them out of Egypt. The scripture says that they marched out of Egypt boldly. Amen. That was in verse 8. Meaning confidently, even defiantly. That's right. I'm bad. God's on my side. We got this. God's got this. But then all of a sudden they get into a situation that looks hopeless. And fear takes over. Praise God. Yet at the first sign of danger, they panicked. 
Think about that for a minute. This may have been the long way home, but God was right there with them. He directed their footsteps in the, in, to take them to this very place. They're exactly where God wants them to be. See, you are right where God wants you to be this morning. I believe God is challenging you this morning to put your trust completely in Him. I don't know what you're facing and what you're going through, but you're right exactly where God has you. Don't let fear rob you of your faith. Amen. Psalms 91, 1 through 6 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High ha, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays way at noonday. God delivered them. The short version of the story is this. God brought them out. God brought them through everything they was facing. The Lord told Moses, lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And Moses did this. The presence of the Lord which had been before them, always leading the way, now moves behind them, between them and their enemy. Amen. God will always have your back. He don't always just have your front. He'll always have your back. Amen. He doesn't just go before. He follows after you. His angels encamp round about you. Amen. He's an ever-present help. He's always there. Now check this out in Exodus 14.20. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel, though it was a cloud and a darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near to the other. All that night, God protected them. God kept them safe. Amen. God parted the waters, and the children of Israel went across on dry ground. As they moved forward, the cloud moved with them. So the Egyptians pursued them from a safe distance, separated by the presence of God. God kept them at bay. Your situation, you need to understand that God has the enemy or that situation at bay. He is separating you from that situation. Amen. God is able to hold your enemy at a safe distance. When morning came, the Israelites had passed through the Red Sea, but the Egyptians were still in the midst of the sea. Between those two great walls of water, Notice something. Deliverance came at night. God can still deliver you in the darkest situation you may find yourself in. He is that way maker. He is that light. When he steps into that situation, darkness dispersed because he is the light. Amen. Darkness can have no place where God is at. Amen. Darkness can hide free from your help. When morning came, Pharaoh with all of his horsemen and chariots was still crossing the Red Sea. And Exodus 14, 24 and 25 says, Now it came to pass in the morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of the fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. And he took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficult. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. The Lord was fighting for them. Amen? The Lord is always on our side. He's always going to be fighting our battles. 
See, now Egyptians, the Egypt, Egypts realized that Israel should have known that what from the first, the Lord fights for them. Amen. But it took them having to go through this situation to understand that the Lord was on their side. If, the God, if God be for us, who could be against us? Amen. The Lord fights for them. You need to stop and remember who is fighting your battles for you this morning. It is the Lord who goes before. It is the Lord who goes behind us. He's beside us, before us, behind us. He's always with us. Amen. Don't ever live, lose that hope. He is our hope. Exodus 14, 26 and 30 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come back unto the Egyptians on their chariots and on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared, the sea returned to the full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Not so much as one of them remained. Wiped them all out. But the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And verse 30 says, verse 30 says that so the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. Amen. God wiped them out. God will take your enemies and do whatever needs to make sure you are delivered and set free. Amen. Just look back and rejoice in the testimony about what God has done. Now watch this. On the other side, they began to sing. In Exodus 15 and 1, it says, Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord. There's going to be some singing when we come out of this. Amen. When we come out of it, we get on that other shore. Boy, what rejoicing, what shouting, what singing there's going to be. Amen. There's going to be some rejoicing when it's all over. The old song says, won't there be a hallelujah meeting when we step on the other shore? Amen. When we get to that other shore, what a hallelujah meeting we're going to have. Amen. The rejoicing and the singing, the shouting and the dancing. Amen. Tell somebody you're coming through this. You're coming through this. Whatever your situation is, you're coming out of it. Amen. But I want you to consider something this morning. How much different would it have been if they had sung their song of victory before they passed through the Red Sea? How much more better would it have been? I think this is a fundamental flaw of Israel. Anybody can praise, praise God after the deliverance has come. Anybody can praise him after he has made a way when there seems to be no way. Anybody can praise him after he has revealed his plan and the purpose. But the question we need to ask ourselves and the answer this morning is, can I praise him right now? Can I praise him in the midst of my trouble? Can I praise him in the midst of this darkness? Amen. Can I praise Him before He bears His right arm of power? Amen. Can I praise Him before the healing comes? Because it's coming. Before the finances show up, can I praise Him? Before the enemy is defeated, can I praise Him? Amen. The Red Sea didn't change anything about God. Amen. The Red Sea did not change anything about God. He was just as mighty to save them on one side as He was on the other side. He was still God. 
Amen. And He's still God today in the midst of your situation. At the beginning or the end and then through the middle, He's carrying us. Can we praise God through the thick and the thin and the darkness? Amen. Or do we hunker down? Amen. And go into a fetal position and just be defeated. Amen. He is the deliverer. He is that way maker. Amen. But can I praise Him? Can I rejoice when I'm going through it? Oh, yes, I can because God has been too good to me. Amen. Again, the test may not be for me. It may be for somebody else. But through it all, I'm going to give God glory. I'm going to praise God through it all. He's been too good. He's brought me through too much. He's healed too many sickness. I've unseen and witnessed too much about who God is and what God can do. Let's give God some praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's on time. He'll carry you through. It doesn't matter what you're facing. He's here right now. Amen. There's nothing wrong with this song. Nothing whatsoever. And I'm glad they praised God for what He had done. It was the right song to sing. It was just sung at the wrong side of the sea. we got to find that joy through the battles. Amen. We just got to keep marching on. I'm going to ask you to stand. We're getting ready to close. Don't wait to begin to rejoice in the deliverance of the Lord. Start here. Start now. Amen. Don't let fear rob you of your song. I'm reminded of another old song. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. I've learned that if I can praise God in the darkness, God is quick to deliver, but God always directs my path. He manifests Himself, amen, and He's doing that to you in your situation. In that darkness you find yourself in, God is manifesting Himself to you. Amen. Get your eyes off the circumstance. Get your eyes off the situation and look into that light. You'll find it because He's right there because He's never left you. He's never forsaken you. Don't lose the song in the middle of your story. No matter where the story takes me or takes you, I still have my song. You still got a song. Amen. You still got a praise in your heart. Praising my Jesus all the day long. There it is. Praising my Jesus no matter what I face, no matter what I go through. God is good. Amen. And He is worthy to be praised. Amen. He's always on time. Amen. One of the saddest passages of scriptures. And I think sometimes we fall victim of this. It's Psalms 137, 1 and 2. It says, By the rivers of Babylon we sat down. Yea, we wept. When we remembered Zion, we hung up our hearts upon the willows of the midst of them. They gave up. They lost their praise. They took their heart and they hung it. Amen. In the midst of their battle, they threw in the towel. I want to remind somebody this morning that God is here. He is in this place. You're not where you, you're right where God has you this morning. You may seem like you're alone, but I'm here to tell you He's right there with you. Amen. Don't hang up your heart. 
you just sing and shout and dance about because God's going to bring you out of it. He's going to deliver you. Amen. I'm opening up these altars this morning. Amen. I'm going to ask that you come and pray, man, and pray and ask the Lord for some direction. Ask the Lord for some strength. You may be beat down. understand trials and, and marching and, and every day as you go by, it wears you down. Amen. But come and find some strength. The Lord is in this place. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our ever-present help in a time of need. Come and find a song in the Lord. Have the Lord repair, prepare you and put a song within your heart. Amen. He's here right now to answer those prayers. Amen. That He heard Egypt cry out unto Him. And He answered them. And He delivered them. Amen. Come and find a place this morning. God is right here. He's on your side. He's fighting your battles for you. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. We cast all our cares down at your feet, Lord. We give ourselves to you. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. You are the way. You are the truth. You are that life, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. The exodus of my heart. You Oh, yeah. You're worthy, Lord. You are that way, Lord. You are my deliverer, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 